Afrobeat Intelligence Podcast. Afrobeat Intelligence. Democratizing African music. Okay. It's good to see you, bro. As always. As always. Years, um, I think last time we had something like this was 20... 2020. 2020. Those times when our music was changing. Yeah. And that was around, it was around that period. You were minted and you hit mainstream focus in 2019 yeah and then 2020 you you went over the top man yes sir went over the top well done and then december i was with you at your event yeah hope you had fun you had fun i had fun because that was the whole point yes come and turn up i had fun and a lot of the time i was just thinking about how how you've grown how you how you've navigated your path up, up until this point yeah. at this level what's the dominant feeling you have now about your career and where you are at right now hmm, i'd say the dominant feeling is i'm totally responsible for whatever happens to me at this point <laughs> you understand like whether good or bad so responsibility yeah responsibility definitely so so i'm definitely more invested in every aspect of my music business and my profession and all of that yeah and does that feel like such a this is the first time that you've been able to like have this responsibility yeah where your life has been in your hands literally um how does it feel funny enough i am, I am excited you are i am because i'd say i'm somewhat naturally as a person i like to do things like I prefer, I prefer doing things myself. It just makes me feel better. If I feel like I can't do it by myself, I will. Yeah, I will. Like, um, I won't say I'm this kind of person that likes to leave things to people to do for me. If I feel like something I can't do easily, I'll just do it by myself. So, at this point in my career, I'm just super, super excited because now, like, everything still boils down to the decisions that I make for myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm. and you know, you've you've making music itself is you betting on yourself. Yeah. And you've done that creatively. Now you just get to do that business-wise. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, when you say responsibility, it means you are in charge of yourself. Yeah. 100%. So straight up, I'm going to ask you straight up now. You've left Empower. The way you say you left Empower, <laughs> like, it's in our fight. I've been, there, I've been there for a minute, so... Yeah. Yeah, like since the start of my since the start of my career. And yeah. So now you you we're done. Yeah. Huh. How does that feel? Did you cry? Did you no. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. I, I say I say it was just like uh mixed feelings and, and is I'm even happy. One thing I'm really happy about is the fact that we're able to do this for so long. Yeah. On a very, very good scale and level. And for me, I feel like every Every book has different chapters, so I'd say it's just another chapter for me. Yeah. Mm. And with Empower, when you entered, yeah, I'm very curious about like your your deal with Empower, your time there. Yeah. Because what you did was you were the main artist that validated Mr. Easy's business case. Yeah. Because Empower is music empower made all the inroads it did using you as 
the proof of concept. Yeah. And and you carry the entire platform. Yeah, that's what you yeah. did. <laughs> that's what you did. That's not mean words here. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you did. Joe Boy was in power. Mm. That was it. You always, of course, Mr. Easy was all, was also working as an artist. Yeah. You know, recording a performing artist. But when you think of the record label itself, oh, yeah. yeah, you you held it down. When you joined Empower, what did you go in for? What did I go in for? So, so I'll just start from the very, 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 very beginning. Yeah. So, I used to make music. I used to make like covers of popular songs. Mm-hmm. Then Mr. Easy, Mr. Easy, um, saw one of those videos. Well, what platform? On Instagram. Okay. Yeah, so he saw one of the videos. And somebody sent it to him, actually, a friend of mine. Sent it to him, like, she didn't know him personally or all of that. Just forwarded it to him, that let's just try. I told her not to bother then. I told her, like, don't worry about it. He might not answer. You understand? But it wasn't the only person she sent it to. She sent a bunch of artists. Well, but thankfully, he saw it. She... She believed in you more than you believed oh, in yourself. Like, like that's one thing I'm very, very grateful for. Even like times where I felt like, where I felt like this thing, this things didn't really matter or whatever. I was always like friends or people around. I used to tell them that guy, just go for it. Like the cover that Mister Izzy saw, yeah, wasn't even my idea. It was my friends. Uh uh-uh. uh. They were like, ah, guy, try and do a cover of the song. Song is big now. A championship of you. Song is big now. Just try and do it. So I was like, at that point, I was like, I've not really listened to the song. Like, just try and do something. And I did the next day. Posted it up on IG. Next thing is going kind of viral. Yeah. I think that was my most engaged post ever on Instagram then. Yeah, it was buzzing. It was buzzing. Next thing I get, I get a comment on my video. Yeah. Of Mr. Easy. While I'm still thinking of a response, he sends me a DM. That you are I love your sound. Then he sends his number and start talking. Hmm. And just a lot of layers here. So first, when... How long have you been in music before? Have you been making music before that this time? Yeah, I have. I have. And I mean, like, how long have you been making music? I say twenty fourteen, so that three years before then. So three years before then, you yeah. you were making music before, yeah. and would you say, and you know how the nature of music is? You try to you create things, you throw it at the wall, th- create things, you throw it at the world, yeah. hoping that something sticks. Yeah. More than ever, it's only when one sticks before you begin to like strategize a lot more yeah, to make sure more, more stick. Yeah. Yes. But when you do that for three years without any sort of headway or opportunity or any sort of hope, does it kill your spirit? No. So for me, so there's this thing, this thing I always say now, like I'm not famous because I wanted to be. I'm famous because I am really good at what I do. Okay. So for me, I just enjoyed making music. I was in school then. So it was just like, leisure for me like a hobby that just helped me relax i just loved creating because mm-hmm. artists where people are usually respected before even i could sing like i was like ah, this kid is dropping this kind of song so the fact that i could do something like that too just like kept me going so i was like whatever happens i'll just keep making music if it pops it pops if it doesn't whatever but i just knew that i had to keep making music so for me i didn't have like a time frame that ah if i know blood this year you don't finish i felt it was something that i could not escape mm. It felt whether, inevitable. inevitable. Whether it was the outcome was going to be good or bad, I knew that was something I was going to keep doing. So I didn't do it because, oh, I wanted to be famous, so I wanted to be big, I wanted to carry bad bitches and all that. <laughs> I just liked making music. Generally, you can ask like, my old friends. I just liked making music. And that was it. Huh. So there was no, like, I didn't make music with the pressure of, ah, I never blew. Yeah. Because for me, it was just something I liked doing. 
That's, a, that's the first time I've seen someone say my I felt a sense of inevit inevitability with my success. Like even when I tried, like even when I tried to like, you know what? I'm just free to speak. I'm just free to speak. Something will just like spark or encourage me that ah, nah, you have to be serious. So the particular moment that I realized that okay, this is not a game anymore. Then Mr. Izzy posted my video, the cover on his page. Oh, he did. And then I started getting DMs from people I used to reach out to that. But I never used to get any response. It's like DMing me that, oh, you, I love your song. I'm like, ah, and I see. So then, so that just gave me like serious dream to just like go in 100%. Yeah. But that's also how the industry works. Yeah, I'm not mad at it though. Yeah. At all. Try it to the game. It is what it is. Yeah. And the more you go further in the game, you don't understand why it's like that. Yeah, no, everybody's just looking for, I say, the next best thing. Yeah. And sometimes it just needs someone to say, hey, this is good. Yeah, it's just somebody that is there. Be like, ah, this like thing. a cosign. Yeah. Cosigns are really important. No cop. Yeah. And so you guys, he sends the message, hits you in the DM, and then you guys arrange a meeting. Yeah. So I didn't meet him until like, I'd say like nine months later, but we used to chat. I didn't meet him Talk in person. And most of the yeah. conversations were regarding working yeah. together. Yeah, he used to link me with producers. Like, go on me, E. Kelly. How many songs have you recorded? So it was just like kind of like guiding me. Oh, do this, do that. Oh, link up with this person. You know, you never used to be around like that. So yeah. just to like, oh, link me up with people and stuff like that. And we later met, I think towards the end of 2017, at the show you had in the hotel. And I remember that was the first time I met Brian Abbott. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, it, and then when did you guys sign? Okay, so I think, no, I know we signed 2018. Yeah. 2018. So I remember I was in, my third year in uni then. Oh, he was still in school. Yeah. Okay. And he sends me a message like, yo, do you want a deal? <laughs> <laughs> that, that direct. Yeah, like, 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 what's your plan? Do you want the deal? I'm like, ah, try to give me a deal. Send it now, let me see. Like, yeah, and, and he did. And, and we started working together. And it was bliss. Yeah. So, getting a deal in your third year in school mm. from someone that as accomplished then as Mr. Easy. Yeah. Um, how was that feeling? It was scary. In what, in what sense? Because now at that point, it's hard to work because now there are more people involved. It's not just about me just making my music. It's hard to work because now people are investing their time, their energy and money True. into it. So now it wasn't like a joke thing anymore. It wasn't like something that, oh, I'll just do because I feel like now I have to do it. Yeah. Do you understand? So it was scary at that point in time, but go out or you go home. And you chose to go hard. I had to go hard. I had no choice, to be honest. Because I remember there was, I studied human resources and personal management and there was a strike for like three months. Wow. And I was like, oh, let me go and find a job. Let me go get a job. And I was searching for a job for three months in the whole of Lagos. And I did not get one single job. You didn't, you didn't check out the bus stops. You huh? could manage the abbeos. Maybe everything. Because <laughs> there, was, there was even a time I, had to, I, I, I worked in a Piotr factory. I worked as a marketing guy. That I used to share, share flyers, flyers and, and products and all of that jazz. Just anything to just gather money together. And at that point, I was like, wow, I'm looking so hard for a job and I can't seem to find a job. This is how I'm going to end up when I finish school. So that was also a trigger. I was like, okay, now this is... You really have to make sure you make it because now, like, the doors are opening. I know Mr. Easy. I can call him anytime I wanted. Uh, Baba, Alpha, this thing is going on, blah, blah, blah. So I knew I already had, like, let me say a foot in the door. Yeah. 
So all I needed to do was just go out and keep and keep pushing. Yeah. And so when you got the deal, what changed in terms of in terms I know your work ethic would change, of course. Yeah. But what changed in terms of your your life? My life. I was still at my parents' house at that point in time when I got the deal. I think I moved. I moved after baby blue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was an advance and all of that, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't crazy. And I was really particular about that. I'm happy it didn't happen the way that, oh, you give me like some crazy bar before blowing up. So yeah, it wasn't crazy. So I just kept working and working and working and working. And what really changed for me, I I, I guess things just became more serious. I was still pretty much the guy but you knew at home. Yeah. Go to school. Go to school from school, head to the studio, record. Yeah. Send Mr. Easy songs. Be like, okay, do this, do that, adjust this, adjust that. And yeah. Hmm. Okay. And all along this period, this sense of inevitability of success was still there. Was still there. Yeah, doubts will come in once in a while mm-hmm. as, as every human will go through it. But I just knew that as long as I kept focusing and being consistent, it was going to pop off. I just knew. But I didn't know it was going to be that big at first. Mm. You know, imagine I said, ah, man, I don't blue for Nigeria. And next thing, you're sitting down in your house in the Drelek Bank, your song is number two in Uganda. No way. Do you understand? Like yeah. it was was way bigger than we expected it to be at the beginning. We were like, wow. So the song was popping off in, you know, like baby. Yeah, baby. Popped off in East Africa before it even popped off in Niger. Yeah. It was three East Africa. That, that came this back. guy is actually Nigerian. Because I remember I met um this guy, Baby Fresh. No, all teams. All yeah. teams. I was like, ah, where are you from? Like, I'm from Nigeria. Yeah, I did club for Uganda. They blast your song like <laughs> like live. So people didn't even used to realize I was actually in Nigeria at that point in time because the song blew up outside first. So, so yeah, I knew that, oh, this success was going to be inevitable if I just kept doing what I was doing. But I didn't expect it to be that big at that point in time. I don't think we were ready for it. I don't think anybody was. So, yeah, you were trying to, you were still taking baby steps, yeah. trying to make sure it blows. And then when it blows, it goes beyond. Of course, you have to scale up to meet that level. Yeah. So, when you say you were not ready for, you weren't ready for it for when baby blew. Yeah. How were you not ready for it? You didn't have the systems to, I don't know, how were you not ready for it? You know, like, when you have an expectation that, okay, it's going to be, as long as we can get to here, the yeah. next thing goes all the way from here to there. Yeah. <laughs> to there. And it just took a lot of, adaptation and getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to adapt that to get used because it was so sudden. Like, I dropped the song in March. By June, I'm already doing shows in countries that I thought that they didn't listen to, uh, to Nigerian mm-hmm. music. They started doing shows in Tanzania, Rwanda, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. those countries. In three months, I was like, no oh, way. this is actually really big. So, that was very accelerated. Do you understand? And nobody really talks about how crazy it is from just being able to walk on the road on the Legba Road to Having to hide inside my house, and then and yeah. then your your physical, like your physical belongings, your wealth had not gotten to the point where you change your entire existence. Exactly, exactly. Because the fame comes, and then the money catches up to the fame eventually, if eventually, it's sustained. If it's sustained. So I had to call is then. Um, I cannot stay here again. Because, <laughs> what, because what, what what was happening? You couldn't walk out again. I couldn't walk out because people already knew that. Ah, this guy, this Joe boy guy, wasting that baby song. He stays here. So. I didn't, I didn't used to step out of the house until maybe it was night time. Yeah. It was night time. So I knew that I had to leave because it was getting really crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Now you'll be walking on your black. Ah, Joe Boy. Damn. You understand? Because mm-hmm. at that point, I didn't even believe that people would even know my face just yet. Because you hadn't dropped the video. I hadn't dropped the video. Because the visualizer. Exactly. Then. But people still knew. I'll be in cars. I'll be in an Uber. And somebody will point at me. Like, ah, no, be Joe Boy. I'll go to school then. I'm like, ah, Joe Boy. I didn't think it was that crazy, but it was becoming very, very, very crazy. You couldn't attend classes anymore? I couldn't attend classes. Anymore. So I had to call, I had to call this guy. Yeah. Alpha. Get out of here. <laughs> then I got my first apartment in Bagada, Medina State. Uh-huh. That was the first time I moved out to my friend's house. Yeah. Did they take it well? Huh? Did they take it well? They were surprised because <laughs> I remember sending my mom a certain amount of money at that point and she was she like, Are you doing are you doing fraud? Are you, doing? <laughs> you understand? Because it was like somewhat unbelievable because I was just that guy that would go to school, come back. They knew I was making music, but they didn't think it was something that I was going to like. Dive, dive into like 100%. And you know, like I was acting like an artist. You know, there's a certain way an artist. Yeah. Like, I was just doing my normal stuff and just recording music. You didn't know. have that rebellion? No, no, at all. And thankful, I'm thankful for my friends. They gave me like, they gave us so much freedom. They'll tell you, this is good, this is bad. I'm not going to stop you from doing what is bad, but this is what's happened to you. You will do what you is make bad. Those choices. Exactly. So it's left to you. So there was no like, ah, don't go out at this time. I could sleep outside. I could bring girls home and just tell me you get to get pregnant when you don't have money. I'm going to suffer. <laughs> you understand? So there was that. I, I, I always respect, I love my parents for that. There was that freedom and they told us the truth. There was no trying to sugarcoat things. They'll tell you that, oh, this guy is going to be this guy. Is blah, 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 blah. And, you know, just, and that really, really helped in just navigate like, life, to be honest. It helped me become calm yeah. in crazy situations. Yeah. And you left easy. You left the you left your house in the Jolema. Yeah. Moved to Medina Estate. Yeah. How long did you stay there? Stayed there for a year. And I moved to the island. Yeah. I stayed there for a year. But but that that was one area I really, really liked because it was very, very homely. It was? Like there's something about it made you feel like connected to yeah, exactly the, it's people like even now, I don't even know my neighbors. Like yeah, that's, my neighbor could walk up to me and I'm your neighbor black. I don't know. You. Medina, it wasn't like that I knew my neighbors. It was like, like a sense of community. community. On the island, not so much. Yeah. And also, this when this was happening, if we could stretch this beyond empower for a bit, when this was happening, you when you were popping up, you had you had other people that were around that point. So you had people, you had Fireboy. Yeah. There was Rema also. Yeah. These were people that came up the system with you. And you guys changed the trajectory of Nigerian music. You guys be- became the the new school, new sound, new sound. <laughs> <laughs> when when you heard that thing, when they called you, that's such a responsibility to put yeah. on put on kids. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you heard new sound, how did that feel? But but I'll be honest. I guess I didn't understand the gravity of all of that at that point in time because there was so much going on. Yeah, it's like a like a tornado, like everything is just moving really, really fast. So yeah. it's hard for you to just focus because next thing you're trying, you're thinking of the next song to drop that'll be big. Next big song to drop, you're trying to make songs, you're trying to pattern relationships, yeah. both old and new. Yes. Do you understand? Like yes. it gets you crazy. You have to learn the politics. Exactly. So 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 it gets crazy. So there's so much going on that is very, very easy to to like not realize some things. So for me, I don't think I really realized that at that point in time. And I think it was kind of a good thing because that way I did not feel the pressure as much. 
Okay. Yeah. So you were just focused on doing the next thing. Yeah. But one thing I wish I did was take time out and just chill and just take it all in. Okay. I don't think at that point I took time out to take it in. I just just been I just been I just been. Yeah, because you you shared you shared pamphlets on the street and you know how these things are. Mm. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> 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 and so this happened this was happening for you and then something else within the last two years yeah within the last two years it felt like Joe Boy I'll use the word plateaued yeah and I'll be very honest with you it felt like Joe Boy plateaued you did alcohol yeah alcohol was super Super, super, super alcohol. <laughs> super, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> alcohol is, is super record. And then somehow it felt like Joe Boy plateaued. Yeah. Well, be- before that, before we get into that part, alcohol. Yeah. You have a lot of hits under your belt. Yeah. Um, hit making. How do you make hits? Uh, like if someone, just, like I'm asking you directly, like, how do you how do you make hits? To be honest, I feel like you just make yourself available to it. In what sense? How how do you make yourself available to making hits? You keep recording. Uh you keep recording and record for no reason. Like so one thing I usually I I usually do is when I'm trying to record a song, when I'm making a song, I don't make a song that ah, I won't make the song be hits. Yeah. I don't make a song that feels best to me at that particular point. Because I feel like people can't tell the soul in your music that just makes them connect to it. True. And to be honest, I feel it's more of a spiritual thing uh, spirit. than, than logical. Okay. Yeah. Some songs, and I, I, I might be talking crazy now, but some, some songs just no, You're not talking you. crazy. Yeah. This is your, you're oh, yeah, learning no. about your crazy No, somebody process. else might see what I'm saying and think, uh, no, that's not crazy. I'm not. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, yeah, not. But some songs just like come to you. Yeah. Like, you can't explain it. So I can't say, oh, do this or do that to make it. Before, I would say that, but I think I was ignorant at that point in time. But I can't say, do this or do this to make it. To be honest, there's no formula, there's no pattern. Mm-hmm. It's just come. You just have to be ready to receive it when it comes. So being ready, if I'm trying to get you right. So I've been doing a lot of reading on, mm-hmm. I've been a lot of reading on creativity, the concept. There's this book, War of Art, Stephen Presley. I just finished Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Mind. Yeah, I read and, that. That book is... Yeah, heavy. And I read... Uh, if you paired that with... Uh, with this James guy, James James Chase. So J- James Chase, um, Atomic Habits. You know, everything... What, let, me, let me write that down. Atomic, Atomic Habits. You should read it. Beautiful book. James Clare. Yeah, James Clare, not James Clare. James Clare. I kept mixing it with James Hadley Chase. Okay. James Clare. Okay. Atomic Habits. Too beautiful. One of the best books you'd read. Yeah, I know. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, you should. It's beautiful. But what they, when they explore the concept of creativity, so Presley would see it as, you know, creativity is, comes from the gods. It's a muse. So you have to like, say prayer to the muse, keep yourself open to the muse to come in, uh, show up at the same place every day. That when you say record for no reason. Yeah. So show up at the same place every day and show obsession. Same as this atomic habits guy. 
He'll tell you all the multiple ways you can improve productivity and creativity by just making it, making it a habit, showing up yeah, every day. Consistency. Consistency. That's what it boils into. So, and now you're saying it that for you, this has been something that has worked for you. Yeah. The ability to constantly record just constantly makes just it easier record. for impactful records to flow through. Yeah, for sure. So, I feel like it should not be a situation of, oh, you don't record for like four months. Then you now come and say, oh, I want to make a hit. You can still come on. <laughs> but I feel like it's easier or better if you're recording like the way you drink water every day. Yeah. And that's one thing I noticed with every every legend, because I I read autobiographies, I watch their documentary and stuff. Yeah. They are always working. Yeah. And there's one thing they say, the sun shines every day. The sun comes up every day. So you just have to shop yeah. every day. And the universe will reward you. Yeah. One way or the other. Yes. Yes. Huh. So one of the things I like to tell artists who we're just starting is. I hope you have your own studio. If there's anything you would do for yourself, just get your own studio and make sure you're able to make your own music like as easy as this. Yeah. If you sort that out. Like, you're on the right part if you sort that out. To be honest, like having your own studio, having your own space where you can just record without, without, for no reason. Like just like, for example, I have a studio downstairs in my house. I just, sometimes I have ideas and I just go downstairs and I record. That's it. And learning how to record yourself also. Too important. Too important. It's not like, oh, you might use the final version. It just helps you like lock in ideas. Yeah. But before all of these happened for you, how were you recording? Ah, big shout out to Oxygen Mix, my guy, my yes. brother. Shout out to Oxygen <laughs> so, Mix. So, like, funny, fun fact, fun fact, baby, beginning, don't call me back. Don't yeah. call me back. All for you, blessings, nobody, call. Wow. All these songs were recorded. In Bajlai compound, Shomolu. Wow. Yeah. With oxygen mix. So you guys were, uh, you guys were a pair working together. Yeah, all we're like, we're like Batman and Robin. <laughs> okay. And then alcohol. So <clears throat> was it the same process, this process of creative consistency? Yeah. That birthed a song like alcohol? Yeah, definitely. Because kind of person I am, even if I drop an album today, I'll most likely record it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, I have so many songs that I might not make it out. Maybe I'll start selling songs first. In case you want to buy songs, you should. Me. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'll start, I'll actually start like selling or just like writing songs for people too. Because I record a lot of songs I know that I might not be able to put out by myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, for Sip, for Sip, it was kind of the same idea. I was in Ghana with Oxygen. I like mix. to call it alcohol. I'm used to calling it Sip. Why did you change? It was alcohol before. It was alcohol, but... Radio, NBC, they said we are... You can't... You can't. So we should not promote alcohol. Like, oh. people don't drink, but... Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, um, for me, sip, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded, we recorded, recorded um, alcohol in Ghana. Yeah. In Ghana. And at that point in time, I was just really stressed out. And I was sipping wine. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, why do people... Why do people drink? Okay. It's not as if like alcohol is one of the most delicious tasting things ever. No, it's not. So I was like, okay, helps take away your anxiety, helps you relax, helps you become more outgoing. Sometimes makes you somewhat happy. Yeah. I decided to make a song about that feeling. That's it. And that was it. That was it. And the second verse was actually the first verse. Yeah. 
and remember sending to Tempo and Tempo like, ah, no, let's not start the song too sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's make it happy at the beginning, then we can now get into the sad part. So we adjusted it and we put it out. And it was bigger than we expected again. Again. <laughs> no way. We just mentioned Tempo and that brought something else to my head. Yeah. Um, with what happened with Asha yeah. and Contour. Mm. You didn't really you think you think you didn't really carry that thing on your head. No, to be honest, because there was nothing to be done. Like I wasn't supposed to be involved in the first place. Like yeah. oh, you have an issue with somebody. Address it. Like don't involve me in so, that. Cause to me, I so, feel like So for those who don't know, let me yeah. just make it clear. So for those who don't know, um Joe Boy Joe Boy single Contour was the subject of a of a suit by Asha, the legendary Asha, because she claimed uh, to have co-created the production with Temple, but somehow it ended up with Joe Boy. So yeah, that that's it. Yeah, but at that point, I was just on my own kumbaya RP, like making my music and just trying my best to put it out the best way possible. And um, that came up. And I kind of got involved. It got to a point where, okay, I got the mail and they were saying I should remove the song in 24 hours. Or in, in 48 hours. And I'm like, I might have felt some type of way like, oh, there was an issue. Like, there's no way Asha was going to DM me or send me a message. I won't respond. Yeah. Or try to talk, speak with her. That, so okay. so they didn't go through the back channels? No. Like, just to clarify things, right? Next yeah. thing, I just, like, get the mail that she moved to so-and-so song. And flowers or this or that or that or that. The first thing I did was call Temple, like, yo, after I was going on, is there any issue? And like, nah, technically. And I called my lawyer, so he said, technically, like, nothing. Nothing. So, and that was that. Like, I didn't get anything from them anymore. But yeah. But it's never any matter of, like, it's not like I hate anybody or I'm trying to fight anybody or whatever. I just will not be disrespected or be put into, like, petty wars. True, I get that you. I have no business with me. So I just have to clarify that. Yeah. I get you. And so, back to after alcohol, and then we're talking about the plateau. Did, did, did you do you did you experience the plateau? Because from this end, I I saw it. Yes, no, like <laughs> yes. But what but one thing I've come to learn is like um, there's what the, what what I've realized as time and season. Yeah, some things need to happen so you be wiser for it and be more prepared for what is to come. Hmm. What caused it? Hmm. I won't say. Because hmm. I'm thinking. I'd, I'd say, oh, go ahead. Okay, no, you go. Because I'm trying to like broaden it. Because on this end, yeah. this, is, this is what I'm thinking from this end. So, you come out with your peers at a time when Afrobeats to the World was yeah. taking off. And what has happened since then was we have made a lot of inroads into different markets, a lot of wins and all that. You have a lot of wins under your belt, multiple markets. But at the same time, we've seen this marriage between your peers and the major labels. Yeah. And how that has accelerated their careers. Yeah. So you think of Fireboy and you think of YBNL and Empire. Yeah. You think of Rema and there's Maven. And after a while, you know, they got extra funding from angel investors, BJ Pittman, um, and all of that. Then you, But you would also know they had, at some point it was Caroline working with him, distributing him, mm. and 
course, they still have their dreams. So you think of that. And then for you, you were solely tied to him, like connected yeah, to empower. Yeah. And somehow, I like to think the same way local operators, you know, to expand their, to expand their wingspan or blast radius yeah. in, the manner, in the manner of speaking. I like to think you weren't afforded that. You didn't, you didn't get into that sort of partnership. Yeah. I would if I could. <laughs> but, but you could but you I couldn't because I was, I was signed with Empower at that particular point in time. Did, so, you, did you push for it? Uh, I did. Okay. I did, but for some one reason or the other, I just wasn't pulling through. And so you respected your deal. Yeah, I had to respect my deal because yeah, I knew people came up to me like yo, yo, uh, you can pull out of this. You are not on any negative like bro, because I made so much money. We yeah. made so much money. You understand? Like I'm not the artist that you say is in somebody. So you recouped like mad, <laughs> like mad. Yeah. Is that you recoup yeah. like mad? I'll say, I'll say, like, I'm every label's dream. Okay. Yeah, when it because comes you to balanced, that, you that, balanced every sheet. Like, like mad. Every, and, every and, column was green. And I always do what I need to do. You don't have to tell me what to do. Okay. Like, I know what to do. You don't have to wake me up and say, ah, Joe, you're not... Like, I know what to do. So you didn't give anybody a headache? At all. Like, Mr. Easy going, you can ask Mr. Easy, you can ask anybody in power. Like, bro, they, are, they feel sad that I had to leave. Not, like, the, the people working in labels. Because, like, I was, like, their favorite guy. Or oh, I am, like, their favorite guy. Like, it was easy to work know. with you. Hmm? It was easy to work with you. 100%. Like, I can beat my chest, like, mad. 100%. Yeah, that's it. Because every label, every label investor's dream is that they make their money back. Yeah. But when they can turn a profit, then that's a blessing. Yeah. So, um, I'd say, at that point, when Sip dropped with him, like, oh, I could leave and bounce and all of that. But I knew I wasn't ready to leave. Like, I didn't have an idea of what... Stanley Leno would be like, and it will have definitely been messy. When did you start getting this these uh, propositions to after sip dropped? For real? Yeah, yeah. After sip dropped, like yes, I could have decided to leave and just like you know what? I don't even understand you about Darcy Roth. Yeah, I could have turned to fight and whatever, but it would have been messy, and you know I wasn't ready to just like go all out and just stand on my own. I am now. I wasn't ready then. I'll be honest, and I knew. I was like, you know what? I'm just. Stick to it till it's done, and yeah. Hmm. Well done for honoring your contract. Yeah, thanks. Everything, and and so before I bought the record label, the major label affiliation part, you were about to say something. I went first. I can't remember what I was about to say. So you were talking about like how you okay when you experience something like a plateau. How does that? How does that? How does that reflect on you? How do you, as the person who is experiencing it, yeah. what what are you what are your experiences? Yeah. So what, so when when it hits you first, there's this uh there's this like very very depressing feeling. But if you are able to like overcome that and understand that it comes with every career, yeah. There's always that point. There's always that point where things just seem somewhat clean. So either it makes you or it breaks you. Yeah. Yeah. So I just understood that, okay, there's always that point and you just have to look for ways to just readjust and pattern yourself and just, maybe there are some places. Because there's one thing I used to call subs- subscription period. Yeah. So like two years after you blew. Subscription period. Do, yeah. Whatever I do, whatever I do within those two years, everything goes, it works. Mm-hmm. Like it works. Like you drop the song. Even the song is not as crazy as it should be. 
people say accept it because you have that heat and that and that fact that oh you're still a new face. But after a while, people don't. Yeah, that novelty just wears off. Yeah, it wears off. So now you have to go harder than you've done before. Yeah, so I think it was just that period for me. And I just had to learn some things and just grow. Yeah. So, shout out to you for growing. But if you could be more specific, what are the things you learned? How did you grow? Because I'm trying to help other people. Who... Okay. Yeah, so um, I'd say it's not just about the music. Okay. <laughs> At the beginning, you are like, oh, I'll just make my music and just do my thing. And I've come to realize it's really not just about the music. At the beginning, maybe. Yeah. But in the long run, there's a lot that comes into play. The way you market your songs. Because there are more artists coming into the market. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. And they say, people say, the Afrobeat market is somewhat saturated now. And what worked what worked two years ago might not work now. True. Based on marketing. Like, the industry is always changing and it's a very, very volatile place. So yeah. you just have to be ready to observant enough to know what is going on. So I'd say the things that we need to, that I needed to put into consideration was how the market was when I was dropping, having a marketing plan. Because I'll be honest, before SIP, before SIP, everything before SIP, I don't SIP there was no marketing plan. You didn't carry like how many millions you're going to spend on TikTok. It just happened. And you know, when something keeps happening like that continuously, it gets to the point where you just feel like, oh, all I have to do is just make is just make great music. Yeah. You understand? Because that's that's your way, that's your main formula. Exactly. You understand? But when it doesn't work first, then you now start looking for other ways to adjust and pattern it. So that was just it. Time and season. Hmm. And so you're proud of your so I, I I'd assume that you're proud of your time at Empire. Yeah. At Empower, yeah. rather. Empower is proud of me. <laughs> yeah, very, 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 very proud. You speak with so much confidence. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm confident with that. Like, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah very, very, very proud of me. You know, like, <laughs> like, 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 like the growth, the growth has been so, 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 so evident. And yeah. Okay. So that's, that's done. That's in your review. Yeah. How's your relate? But first, how's your relationship with Easy? Because I understand, I've been here long enough mm. to see a lot of these relationships. So that when people split, so we saw how where how the amount of rancor that Whiskey and Banky W had yeah. when they did theirs. We saw around town go through the same thing in front of us. Recently, we've seen Naira Mali and Mobad. I go through the same, the same, the same thing, and those are the public ones. But on the back end, there's all, there are also the ones that everyone says they are fine, mm. but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> everyone says they're fine. In front end, there's yeah, there's hugs, there's handshakes, but they're not really fine. But and very few would, because nobody loves to lose their golden geese. Yeah, I think I think I think it's um a pretty human feeling. Yeah, yeah. So the the humanity of that shows up in that other one. Yeah. But your own, what would you say? How would you say yours is? Yeah. So before before the deal ended, we had the we had a conversation. Okay. Just to just hash things out because Mister is an ambitious ambitious person. Mm-hmm. I am too. So there always be like some more clashes. Like clashes of interest. Yeah, because well, one thing I'd say was never confrontational. Yeah, my team could be fighting his team in emails and all of that jazz, but 
personally dealt no one on one that's good you understand yeah and so it wasn't personal it wasn't like a personal thing that oh i hate this guy or this guy hates me so before deal ended we had a conversation and we just asked things out so it's like a pretty cordial relationship now mm. yeah there's no i don't see there's any animosity on my own part though. i don't know i can't speak for anybody else but on my own part there's no animosity yeah okay so i'm happy you you did what you had to do yep you, you got in you you hit it big i paid my dues you paid- <laughs> i paid my dues in full <laughs> <laughs> yes you did and then you stepped out so let's think about this future that you're trying to create that you're creating for yourself yeah what does it look like hmm are you, are you you're, you obviously you create your own, you've created your own it's big i've actually been planning this like two years prior okay after sleep and when i realized that um, i wasn't ready to go and stand on my own i started planning from then that okay whenever i decide that or whenever it's time to to leave or just like finish the contract with empower i had to be ready first did you cry eh i did not cry <laughs> i did not cry like you know the funny thing like i can't even bring myself to cry like even when That's I even, your there's, there's been times when I've tried to cry okay. over certain situations, but the water would just not drop. I think you, I, I think you were dehydrated. Maybe because <laughs> the water. So I won't say I won't say ah say oh I cried. Of course there'll be some emotional stuff there because this this these are the people that I actually like started with and and a lot of people in that company are like family. Yeah, they're like family. So. Yeah, definitely. And they're very tied to like your success. Exactly. And we all knew how we started like Empower was a new label. Mm-hmm. I was a new artist and we managed to like navigate and break break out through Africa. That's a big deal. You know, it's to blow. It's not easy to blow and stay blown over True. that period of time. True. It's it's crazy. The industry is crazy. So to be able to do that like consistently is it's such a big deal. And it takes a village, obviously. So I'm grateful to them. I feel like some people be like, oh, they could have done more, but I feel like they did what they could. Yeah. To be honest, like it's okay to see things from a certain perspective and say, ah, you know, or something, something, something. But if you're inside, you understand how things really are. And I feel like they did their best, to be honest. Okay. I won't be I won't say I'm happy with everything that they did. Of course. Because nobody's perfect, but True. it is what it is. True. So you've created your own your own company. Yeah. What's it called? Young Legend. <laughs> like I know people speak, like it's always like a cliche thing artists will leave Libya and I'm going to start and but yeah but, gonna, but, but brah yeah, yeah that stage it's no I'm I'm actually saying like it's not just a social media P or just like it's the real shit okay like, real real so you've got your you've got your team exactly you have your people because I, I know some of the people behind you and there's some of the people I respect in the game yeah. people with actual Credentials. Doings. Doings. <laughs> so, Young Legend. Yeah. You've found the best people to work with. Yeah. Um, sure. Did you poach some people from Empire? Did I poach? Did I poach anybody? I, I probably did. I probably <laughs> did. But I won't say it was personal. Yeah. Yeah, I probably, I most definitely poached some people. For sure. Mm. Yeah. And how about, so we, we spoke earlier about record label affiliation. So yeah. you're creating this for yourself. Yeah. Um, are you going into partnerships with a major? 
Definitely. I think I think at this point it's really, really important to want to do things on a big scale. Okay. And that is like exactly the plan. So yeah, there's a partnership. Yes. Am I? <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> yeah. I can't, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. There's a. So yeah, I I know you. You're, you're supposed to. Tell okay, me. okay. So yeah, so there's um partnership with Young Legend and Warner. Um, oh, so God. you understand? So it's, it's it's a big deal. Congratulations. It's a big deal. Before Nano, now I've been like no, not even before Nano. I am a music exec now. Okay. So put some respect on my name. Don't play. Oh, exact Joe boy. Oh God, don't play. And and I'm so I'm so super excited about what is to come. Because one thing I always used to say to my friends then is that I want to be a combination of Don Judge and Lamidi. Okay. For Nigeria. Like, why? Why? Because there's one thing to have to like come into the game and create your own wave mm-hmm. and then help other people. Yeah, facilitate a lot more waves. Like it's just like I'd say it's just legacy. Like it's not about the money that is to be made or whatever. It's just the fact that oh, I can say oh, I help people get on a certain platform. Because one thing I've come to realize that as time passes by, it gets harder for emerging artists. True. It gets harder. Before you having a great song was enough. True. But now you have a great song. You now backing you know, or funding almost. Nobody is it for. There's a eighty percent chance that nothing is going to happen. Be like, ah, this song is sweet though, and that's the end. Cause there's more people with great songs out there that have funding and backing. So it's like a rat race right now. Everybody's doing the best that they can to be heard. Cause they say the market is saturated. I don't believe in that, chat. I don't believe in the market being saturated. All you have to do is just find your own path and be focused on it. And I know deliver results immediately. But when it does, it does well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I always had that dream that okay, I'm going to help people actually like get into the industry too and do great things. And I've been inspired for what by what time Olami yeah, and, and that's what Mister Easy has been doing. It's, yeah. it's it's not easy. No, <laughs> it's not, not it's not it's not easy. And yes. and and for me, I see that as an opportunity to just like help other people get on the platform and also make a lot of money. Yes, yeah. that's important. Yeah, the economics <laughs> have to make sense. Yeah, but then something something that always gets me when I think about music. So when I think broadly about like creativity and how the industry supports it on, or how creativity gets into the industry and, you know, tries to survive via the ecosystem. Yeah. And so when someone like you would say, I felt the inevitability of my success yeah. and time and the universe has proven you right. Yeah. At the same time, you are in a market that I think is saturated with talents. Mm. So think of how many artists we have in this in this country. There are over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Nearly, I, I'd say we have millions of people who are artists Definitely. in this country because I've traveled around. I've seen a lot yeah. of people, and we now have a market that means an average of two artists a year. Mm-hmm. Last year it was Charlie Popio Dumodu Black. And I'm thinking, isn't that in itself some saturation? Hmm. I'd say, I'd say there were some artists apart from Charlie Poppy and Udmo that blew. 
Maybe not that industry. There's no, industry no, blue. Bigger. There's industry blue. blue and there's blue. public blue. Blue now, blue. One day, one day, the blue go turn big blue. You understand? Yeah, but I feel like yeah, Charlie Puffy and Odumodi, Odumodi, they were the, like the biggest that came out last year. But I feel like there's some other people that actually like got some certain type of traction. So. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, um, Odumodi, Charlie Puffy, were the two guys that everybody was looking at because they were. The hottest on that particular mainstream level. That's mainstream blue. They had yeah, they had like serious mainstream blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like everything is a process. To be honest, so as long as you keep going, it's going to pay off at some point. So I don't think it's something that should discourage you. I think it's something that should just make you work harder than the next man. And then for all the other artists who have worked harder for years, decades, mm. decades become two decades. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Akan is always trying to discourage boys from chasing their dreams. Don't listen to Joey Akan. Listen to me. If you listen to you, you know, Blue. <laughs> listen but yeah, to- I understand you are, you, are, you are speaking from like the yeah, factual perspective yeah, of it. All the numbers in yeah. front of me. Yeah, it's fair like, enough. Everybody starts with this entire, this entire, this entire range of, this entire range of, let's say this entire couch. Yeah. Is the number of artists. And then everybody dives towards one tiny door to go in there. And it just takes trickle. It trickles. Yeah. And think of an average of two artists a year. In in a decade, we'd have made 20 artists. There's still a million more. Definitely. Just hanging. But I feel like, I feel like at some point, let me look at the camera in my eyes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like at some point, everybody has their own time. Okay. So all you have to do is just like keep working and... I feel like people need to do it for the right reasons. Okay. Are you doing the music because you love it? Or mm-hmm. then because you want to make money? Or True. you feel like, oh, it's the hottest thing to do right now? True. You know, there's also that factor. Yeah. Because a lot of people would say they're artists, but they're artists because it pays to be an artist right now. Yes. Exactly. True. They're doing so, it for the money. They're hustling. Exactly. So I'd say, like, anybody trying to do that genuinely, just do it for the love and look for better, for ways to improve yourself as time passes. One way or the other, at some point in time, I believe something is going to happen, something good, as long as you are good and learning and open to learning. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's really nice. That's that's the perfect creative answer. Hmm. But I, I don't think Joya can agree with what I said. And that and that is fair because there's been so many people that have tried and not Ah, uh, no, I know them. But just let, let me say, for example, imagine I didn't try. Yes, true. Imagine I did not try because I won't say I was the most ideal artist out there. Yeah. You know, they'll say, ah, you know, they do like artists, you know, they do like artists, mm-hmm. but people do like they never blow each other. But, <laughs> but you understand? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So I wasn't, I won't say I was the ideal, ideal artist or anything. So sometimes you just have to just go in scared, blind, or whatever. Then whatever happens, you stick with it. But do not be discouraged by the facts <laughs> or the numbers. <laughs> there is a way. Stay, Once there is a will. Stay, stay discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. mind anymore. <laughs> okay, so honing back into you. So with Afrobeats to the World has happened. Yeah. You have your, you have, you now have your partnership who, that will create your vehicle to more markets on a larger scale for you. I know we've talked about responsibility and how you feel it. Yeah. But more than ever, What's the difference now between what's the difference now in terms of how you 
how you like inside of you yeah. compared to when you signed your first deal. Yeah. And this new one you signed. So when I signed when I signed um the first deal, I'll be honest, I didn't have like much prior knowledge of how the industry works. So I would say I was naive. Okay. I wasn't like I didn't really know what did you have your lawyer then? No. The deal was good though. No, like if it's about the deal. The deal was good. If it's about the deal, like be shout out to Mr. Easy. I know what other niggas are going through in this industry. And I would say it for a fact. You can hold on to it. I had the best deal. I had the best deal in Afrobeat history in Nigeria. I'm not joking. Nice. With That's a label. A That's a good thing. With a label. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd say before I signed the first deal. I say before I signed the first deal, I was um I wasn't so I would say I wasn't confident at that particular point in time. I was I was just like it was like new frontiers, like a new world to yeah. me. So I was just like still learning and learning and learning and learning. But right now, there's so much that I know that not a lot of people know on my level know. Yeah. Like there's so much that I know and I'm grateful that that I've gotten to know these things like and the way I found out these things was through very, very challenging moments. And that's why I feel like challenging moments are very, very important for growth. Because they make you, they make you... Either they, either they destroy you, depending on your mind. Either they destroy you or they help you become... Either it destroys you or helps you become a bigger and better factor or person. Why, why haven't you, why haven't you thrown your hands up and given up? Because, yeah, you could go the other way. What's different yeah. about you? Why do you choose to... Continue to forge on. Because before the money, before the fame, before the attention, before everything, when I was sitting there alone in my room in the like by writing songs, I was doing it for the love. Like you, there's still that. You still you still possess that love. It will never go away. Like sometimes what? if I don't record, I feel weird. Like that love for music will never I don't think it can ever go away. Like it's it's tied to me. I can't I can't like I'm being honest, I can't help it. Like, I cannot help it. So, for me, what kept me going was just the love that I had for the music in particular. And what does success do to that love? What does success do to that that basic love? Hmm. Sometimes it takes you off, off-road, for sure. It makes okay. you... Sometimes things get so big and busy that you forget what is real and what is important. And you just have to bring yourself back to that moment. And, and now that you've created a business, more than ever, still a relation to what I just asked. Yeah. Now that you've created a business out of this, that means you'd have, you'd have to focus on a lot, a lot more things than even yourself. You have to be invested in multiple careers now. Yeah. You have to go through that. So you're now a businessman yeah. more than an artist. Mm-hmm. I don't say more than because that's why we have head of labor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not the head of labor. I'm just the CEO. Like, I get you. Yeah. Do you understand? It's so, just, just to drive. This. Yeah. It's just like, I'd, I'd, I'd say balance because I know I won't be making music like on the mainstream forever. True. But it's something I would definitely still love to be involved in. So, so this is just like a, like a, me getting myself ready for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have artists? I do. I do. I have like a couple of guys like labels. You are looking forward to sign. Call me. Let me consult <laughs> for you. Like I know people that will not waste your money. Okay. Hopefully. 
But that's that that's after that's after you've collected the ones that will not waste your money. I know. <laughs> yes, now. But there's there's a lot like that's the thing. Like the talent pool in Nigeria is crazy. It's yeah, it crazy. Is. Like every day. Like I'd say, I listen to more underground artists than even mainstream music. Like right now for me, I listen to more underground artists because still pure. There's no need. There's no. There's no uh, fact of oh, I want to make a TikTok hit. I want the number one song. They're just making the music that feels best to them at that particular point in time. And music that comes from a very, very original place is the best music. Yeah. True, I agree. And shout out to you for starting it all. Shout out to you for doing, for bringing joy to all of us. And most importantly, shout out to you for recognizing the need to grow. Yeah. And um, how you need to approach growth. In all of this, just we're about to wrap this up. In all of this, what what do you keep for yourself? What's what's yours? What what stays with you at the end of all of this? At the end of you, what stays with you? What stays with me? Ah, that's a very, very deep question. Yeah, because this is your entire life. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd say I'd say is is the fact that I decided to decide to try and keep going regardless of whatever happens. I think I'll always hold on to that. So I know for sure that one thing I'm not going to live with is regrets. True. That ah, I used to say I for just try. Mm-mm. I know I tried. I know I I know I'm doing everything that I need to do. Do you understand? So yeah. just that mindset of oh yeah, regardless of whatever happened or whatever challenges were, I kept pushing and I'll just hold on to that. And obviously, <sighs> I'm boiling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's also a good and, one. And like, I, I always say like, <clears throat> like, I always say like, my life is a, is a, is a miracle. It's a miracle. Like, even my parents, like, if they said who was the most likely to be an artist, they will never point at me. Even when I was in secondary school, they will never point at me. I was quiet. I was a geek. I sit down. I sit, I just like focus on my books and all of that. Like, I was that very, very quiet, geeky guy. Like, I didn't seem like the kind of person that was going to become a popular famous person even outside of Africa like so I'd say I'd say I just hold on to the fact that you never know what can happen when you try so for me that's the one thing I hold on to the fact that I tried and I won I won yes, against yes. all odds I know many people told me it's that easy that ah drop this guy this guy cannot blow he's not giving you got that ah uh-uh, like mad but I felt like your your talent was really evident it was now it was, it was at that particular point in time. But if results no the no evidence that you try, like but I'm saying, sure, <laughs> do you understand? Sure. Like so, like I say, you make the best music or whatever. But if if at that point in time it wasn't forthcoming, nothing like oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. What's the where the doing is the? Do you understand? So yeah, the numbers on the scoreboard would need exactly to, need to come exactly, and that's where a lot of people look at the numbers. So I'm just I hold on to the fact that. That uh that I was able to to uplift my family, uplift myself, and do things that I never thought imaginable. Like I'm doing shows in Australia. Yeah, I'm doing, doing shows in Australia. Australia, bro. Australia, bro. <laughs> like, bro, that's, from, that's the end of like, the like world. Like I said, making music from Bariga. Then I go to Shomulu. Then I go to Shomulu, and it's just like I just want to say that to anybody out there that is like having a difficult. I know my joy, I can about all those. <laughs> all those you cannot blow, you cannot blow, can you? You might never really know if you don't try. That's my own. Just try. 
Like, just try. And make sure you are doing it for the right reasons. You are doing it because you want to be famous. Give up. Yeah. You are doing it because you want to have money. You will give up. So it has to boil down to the idea of you actually loving the music and nothing else. Yes, there will be some incentives when things start paying off, obviously. Yeah. But it still has to boil down to love for music. And one thing the music will do is to test you. Yeah. It will test you. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, you might love music and for a while music will not love you back. Exactly. The music will <laughs> test you. So you're not left to you tonight say that ah na die na die. We must die. You understand? So I'll just hold on to the fact that I tried. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you for doing this. And I'm I'm proud of you. Thank I'm proud you so of you. I'm proud of where you are. Thank you. And so where you're much. headed. Thank you so much, Blessings, brother. Joey, stop discouraging <laughs> upcoming actors. Stop. 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 <laughs> Stop. <laughs>